what I want to speak to you today about is the subject of what do we do when we are in between? What do we do when we are in between? Now, I'm going to use an illustration that I don't want you to emulate because it is uh, illegal in a way. Um, if you've ever walked on a piece of railroad track, don't do this. Railroads are private property, and also they are very dangerous because you can't always see a train coming. But if you have a, a piece of closed track somewhere that you may have walked along, I'll, I'll assume that uh, you are obeying the law and, and not doing anything uh, um, hazardous to yourself. But if you've ever tried to walk on the ties on a railroad track, what you find is it is uncomfortable because you're in between. You're in between strides because uh, what you'll find is they put those ties down. They space them for the trains. They don't space them for you. And as you're walking and you try to walk from one tie to another, it's too short. But if you try to walk from one tie and skip a tie to the next tie, it's too long. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable because you're in between your strides. In the same way, when a uh, person is in between jobs, it is uncomfortable. It's awkward. You get up in the morning and you think you need to go to work, but you don't have any place to go. Now, when you're retired, like my wife is, she gets up in the morning, has no place to go, and she's perfectly happy with that. That's a good thing. But when you're not retired, when you're of working age and you need to get up and go to work and be productive, and you can't, it is awkward. What about when you're in between paychecks? Does your month last longer than your paycheck does? That happens from time to time. There's many times in our lives that we are in between. And when we're in between, it can be awkward and confusing. It feels funny. Have you ever... Take your hands and put them together like this. All right? That's your natural way of putting your hands together like that. But what happens if you turn and slide one finger over? Does that feel awkward? It may not to some of you, but it feels awkward to me. It feels strange. It's not comfortable. I like it better this way. But when you swap just one digit, it can feel so strange. And so what do we do when we're in between? Well, let's look at the Scriptures today from Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 because it tells us, the Scriptures do, these passages of Scripture tell us what the disciples did when they were in between. And I think we can learn some lessons from them today. Beginning in Acts chapter 4, uh, chapter one, Acts chapter 1, excuse me, beginning in verse 4. Verse 4 says, And while they were staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, 
he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and he and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Father, we ask your blessings now on your word. Strengthen us by it. Encourage us through it and convict us, Father, so that we can serve you better in Jesus name. Amen. So it's no surprise that I'm talking about this subject because you are in between as a church. You're in between pastors. And the question is, when you're in between pastors of a church, what do you do? Well, you do the same thing that the disciples did when they were in between Jesus leaving and the Holy Spirit coming. And the first thing we see that they did was uh, that, uh, or what they were told to do, is that they are to do what they are supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. Well, the disciples here got ahead of themselves in dealing with the future. I, I complain sometimes that people in the world sometimes don't see the forest for the trees. In this case, the disciples had it backwards. They didn't see the trees for the forest. They were looking too far downrange. They were looking too far in the future. They had been told what to do to go back to Jerusalem and to wait on the Holy Spirit. And then they get off track and they started to talk about to Jesus about the kingdom of God and his return. I mean, Jesus hadn't been gone yet. He isn't gone. And they're talking about his kingdom and his return. They don't know that particularly, but that is what they were doing. So they had gotten off track. They were involved with something that they didn't need to be bothered with right now. Very often when we, when we get involved in preaching eschatology, the end times, we get so wrapped up in the end times that we forget there's a lot of work to be done before the end times get here. We need to preach about the end times, but if we focus solely on the end times, then we'll forget what we're supposed to do right now. And Jesus told the disciples what they're supposed to be doing. And that is going out, as he said, and be witnesses for him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. He also told them in Matthew chapter 28, which is, uh, very uh, very similar or very close in time to this, this event, to go and make disciples of all nations. When I came into uh, your church this morning, as I turned into the road there, I saw a sign there on Highway 29. And at the bottom of that sign, there was a legend. That is, believe Jesus. Become disciples. And build his kingdom. My friends, you have already nailed down what you're supposed to be doing. You've already come to a consensus. You've already come to a way to uh, succinctly explain what this church needs to be doing in this interim time. The, the Great Commission has not been canceled because you don't have a pastor. This county needs Bethany Baptist Church. This state needs 
Bethany Baptist Church. God wants to work to build His kingdom through Bethany Baptist Church. Do you know that there's not a single county in the United States that has more Christians in it today than 10 years ago? We need to be about the business of doing what God has called this church to do. Believe in Jesus, become disciples, and build His kingdom. In fact, <laughs> the angels came to the disciples and they were all going, and they said, guys, you got something you need to be doing. Can you get after the task that you've been assigned? Please. And that's what they did. So the first thing we need to do when we're in between is to uh, do what we are supposed to do. The second thing is we need to be what we're supposed to be. Let's look on in verse 12 of chapter 1 of Acts. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. All of these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers in the company of the persons of about 120 and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with a reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that field was called in their own language, Akdelma, excuse me, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it. And let another take his office. So one of the men who accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the, from the baptism of John to the day he was taken up, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these you have who you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and the apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Now what we see here in this passage of Scripture, in this section of Acts, is that the disciples got their head right. They, they, they started to focus on doing what they were supposed to be doing. And so they still didn't know when Christ was coming back, but they began to focus on what they were supposed to be about as the people of God. So notice some things that this group of people, this uh, assembly, this church, if you want to say, were doing in between that time when Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came. The first thing we see is that they were all together. They were people of fellowship. 
they encouraged one another, they supported one another, they loved one another. They were people of fellowship. We also see something else. They were people in agreement. They were people of unity. They came together and agreed on all kinds of things that they need to agree about. Now, one of the things that we talk about as Baptists is that we believe in congregational decision-making through democratic processes. We are not a democracy because we are a theocracy, but how we understand the going forward of our church, we look at the Holy Spirit to gather us together and to agree in unity going forward. So let me give you just a couple of pieces of my mindset about how a church calls their next pastor. There's two ways you can do this. One way is, as a group of Christians, as a church, you can decide what God's unique ministry for Bethany Baptist Church is and the dimensions of that ministry. And then you can go find that leader who can take you to that uh, successful completion or successful pursuit of that ministry. That is not easy to do, but it can be done, and it has been done in the past. Another thing you can do, if that is not how God leads you, is you can decide to find the man of God for Bethany Baptist Church and let that man of God cast a vision for Bethany Baptist Church and then move with him to accomplish that vision. You can do both of those things. You can't do both of them at the same time probably, but you can do one of those two things if you come together in unity as these 120 people were in this upper room. Notice also that they were studying the Bible. They were people of the book. They were people of the book. I know when you have a number of different people preaching from week to week, it's hard to uh, have consistency. But you know where you have consistency right now for sure? You have them in your Bible study classes, in your Sunday school in your other groups that you get together. But study the Word of God because it is a tool that we have in a way that the disciples didn't have on the upper in the upper room. We have the entire counsel of the Word of God. As we say and jokingly, we say we've got it all the way from Genesis to Matt, right? We've got the whole thing. And it is a rich trove of truth for us that we can rely upon as we follow God when out without that singular leader that we have before. Another thing they did was they sought God's face. They were people of prayer. Notice that when they made significant um, decisions, they made them after they had prayed. So often we make plans and ask God to bless them. I've just been listening to a a podcast from Pastor Heath Lambert of First Baptist Church, Jacksonville, Florida. And he's done a great work at revitalizing that very notable but decayed downtown church in Jacksonville, Florida. He said one of the mistakes he made, 
Now, he's been very successful there, but one of the mistakes he made was he sometimes put more effort into planning than into praying. These folks were people of prayer, and they sought God's face. So as we look at this passage of Scripture, what we see, again, is that we need to do what we're supposed to do. Even without a singular leader. Even, I mean, look, you've been without a pastor before. I, I know because I was here when Josh re- resigned and moved on. I know that. But there was another pastor before Josh, and there was another pastor before him. And you know what? There'll be another pastor after the next one you call, probably, unless if the Lord doesn't come soon. But the disciples had never been without Jesus. And he said, do what you're supposed to do. He said, be who you are supposed to be. And then he said, in the scriptures here, we see, the scriptures tell us that they were to be where they were supposed to be. Look at verse two, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. They were where they were supposed to be. When we are in between, we need to be where we're supposed to be. Look, I, I know a number of pastors who never announce to the, uh, their church when they're going to be out for vacation. And you know why they do, they do it that way? It's because a lot of people, when the pastor's gone, they'll be gone too. Now, let's be honest, there are a lot of people, when the pastor's there, they're gone also. But that's another story, right? We won't, we won't, we won't get in the middle of that. But... but be where you're supposed to be. The, the disciples were in the upper room together on the day of Pentecost. Woody Allen said that 90% of life is showing up. If you're not where you're supposed to be, you may miss a blessing. And so often what happens is when we are in between, we, we go with what we know. We go with what we know. We, know, we go with what we're comfortable with. We may not be comfortable at church, so we go with something else that's more comfortable. What did Peter do after the resurrection? He went fishing. I don't know what's going on in my life right now. I am so confused. I thought Jesus was this. He turned out to be this. I am just confused. I need something comfortable. I'm going to go fishing. Now, that's a human response is a natural thing but the truth of the matter is we're tempted to go to the past when we're in between instead of gutting it out and going forward to the next phase in our life look your next pastor is not going to be nathan daniel he's not going to preach like nathan he's not going to look like nathan he's not going to sound like nathan but that's okay because nathan didn't sound like josh And he didn't preach like Josh. And he didn't lead like Josh. And that's okay, because Josh didn't lead like Barry. And and he didn't preach like Barry. And Barry didn't preach like Ronald Davis. And I don't know who was in between there, but you can figure that out. Buddy, not Buddy, not Billy. Billy Joy, right? Did I get that one right? Yeah. So, look. Be where you're supposed to be. And, you know, you're here, so I'm not fussing at you. I'm saying you're doing the right thing. 
Because you see, when you are where you're supposed to be, good things happen. When you're not where you're supposed to be, bad things can happen. I just want to mention a couple of things. Second Samuel chapter 11, David was supposed to go out and fight the fight as a king. He was supposed to go out and pursue the good fight as the king of Israel. And you know what he did? He hung back. He sent out the army. He sent out his generals. And he hung back. And you know what happened after that? The whole fiasco, the whole disaster with Bathsheba happened because he wasn't where he was supposed to be. On the other hand, in Luke chapter 2, we see Simeon and Anna in the temple worshiping God, doing what they were supposed to do, and they received a great blessing. So as we are looking to this situation when we're in between. Just do what you're supposed to do. Be the church you're supposed to be. Be the people you're supposed to be. Be where you're supposed to be. Look, nobody can do everything all the time. But everybody can do their part when it's their time to do it. The last thing I want us to see here is the last is the uh, next two verses. In Acts chapter 2. I'll just read the beginning from verse 1. When they were, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. Verse 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Look, life has a way of giving us unexpected things. It's a good thing we don't know what comes next in life because sometimes we may not want that. And sometimes we may want it so bad that we'll ignore what's going on right now, the good things that are happening in us in our daily walk. You know, we, we, we can't live in the future Because truth be told, tomorrow may never come. Recently, there have been some traffic accident deaths in our county. And some other things that have caused people to lose their life. They didn't know it was coming. You can't live in the past because there's no future in the past. Our only choice is to live in the present and receive what we are given sometimes people don't like that matthew 23 beginning in verse 37 says oh jerusalem jerusalem the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it how often would i have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings but you were not willing See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The disciples had never had tongues of fire on top of their head. And I don't think that's very exciting, to be honest. One of the things that I'm afraid of in my life is fire. And it comes from the fact that when I was a child, my dad, it's a long story, my dad had a tractor that he was working on. And... uh, uh, I was just uh, hanging out with him. I was still in my ch- childhood. I was not even a teenager. I was hanging out, and 
and uh, he was running up that tractor and getting it tuned up and all that kind of stuff. And what I did was I sort of did this. I took one foot over the other, and I leaned up, and I grabbed onto something on that tractor, and it happened to be the exhaust pipe. My hand's still here, but boy, was that painful. I really don't want tongues of fire on my head. Okay, so I just got it. But the truth of the matter is we have to receive what we are given. And someday your next pastor will be standing in this pulpit. He'll be a better preacher than I am. He'll be better looking than I am. Not hard. Okay. He'll be smarter than I am. And he'll probably be a better leader than I am. But he's going to be different than all the rest of your pastors. I've already said that. You know, even during this interim period, you're going to have people come on a regular basis to preach. And sometimes you may have people fill in the pulpit like me. It is hard to listen to a different pastor every Sunday preach. I know because I go to every, every Sunday morning I'm in a different church. And some of those churches have good pastors. All of them do, but some of them have good preachers like, like, like Bethany has had. Some of them, God bless them, the pastor is not quite as good a preacher. And I've got to listen a lot more closely to that sermon. But regardless of who God puts in this pulpit, receive him. Receive his family. And let me tell you, I'm going to be transparent here. This is a tough county. This is a tough county to come in from the outside. It's a tough county. Most of the time when I'm in a church, everybody in that church has lived here all of their life. Now, I have been here 11 years. Actually, this weekend, I've been here 11 years, and I'm still an outsider. I joke with Gary Miller because Gary is so welcomed at Westview, and he's done such a great job at Westview that I reminded him it took him three times to get it right. This is his third church in this county. You be ready to receive your next pastor, and you be ready to receive his family and his children or whomever he brings with him because he is a gift from God to you. So what are we supposed to do when we're in between? Well, we need to do what the Bible does, tells us to do. We need to do what the disciples did. We need to be what we're supposed to be. We need to do what we're supposed to do. We need to receive what we're supposed to receive, and we need to be where we're supposed to be. And if we do that, then we can be a church that in anticipation of that next pastor, we can be already moving forward. On the night that before Joshua took the children of Israel into the promised land, he got a message from God. He said, go around and tell them this. Be bold and be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I'd like to tell Bethany Baptist Church today, be bold and be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. It was no surprise to God when Nathan left. If you think God is worried about Nathan leaving, you're wrong. Because he's got that man out there for you. As he leads him here, you receive him. Be people of prayer. 
pray for your search committee. Pray for that person out there, that man out there that God is bringing. Pray for Bethany Baptist Church and serve God right here. Because the only thing that has changed is the fellow standing in the 